As promised, we were delighted by this. We, we were afraid, actually, Marty, to mention this yesterday on the show because uh-huh. I, I knew you were busy. I was like, he's going to squeeze it in today. He's definitely going to come and visit us. Marty Pello on Weekend Breakfast, how are you? Absolutely fantastic. Thank you very much for having me. You look great. Oh, that's too bad. Is everyone saying that to you? No, <laughs> you know, that's nice to, that, that you say that. Thank you very much for the compliment. I'm, enjoy, you know, I, I'm enjoying my wee stint over here coming over. I came yeah. over a few days ago and I've just been hanging out with some friends, doing a wee bit of promo and stuff like that. So... Uh, for me, it's always a it's always a pleasure to be over yeah. here in Dublin. Well, you've you've you know been over to Ireland many times in your many career. many many times. Yes. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, so seven studio albums, twelve solo albums, seven with uh, Wet Wet Wets, twelve yeah. in your own Broadway, West End, all that kind of stuff. So, but it started when you were very very young, and it's always uh-huh. something that mm-hmm. you read so many stories about how life can go for mm-hmm. people when mm-hmm. fame hits them really young in life. So like, mm-hmm. how did you? Like, how did you cope with it? Well, I think that you were, were, uh, when I was growing up, I'd be in my bedroom and I'd be dreaming about all the things that you can wish for. You know, you would imagine yourself and you project and you see yourself on stage singing and that's what that's what I wanted to do because I used to watch a TV programme called Top of the Pops in, mm-hmm. in the UK and, you know, that's where I, I first saw Brian Ferry and Roxy Music and David Bowie and, and I had aspirations for that. I knew that I wanted to do that. So w- when you start to see your dreams becoming a reality, then you may call it youth or arrogance, but that's the way I wanted it to be. And that's the way it was. And when it started to happen, we'll be tied anybody who said it wasn't. Mm. And I had a good support system in my family that that, that nurtured that because we come from a, a family of people who worked in the building trade and, and, yeah. and stuff like that. And I was a strange anomaly who wanted to be, you know, on the, the uh, on the screen. Yeah. I wanted to be well, and, and do music. And they'll say, oh, no, 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 we don't do that. We build ships. And and I said, no, 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 I'm going to be a singer. But my mum and my, my father embraced that and they'll be forever indebted to them. Mm, and they were supportive of you. Yeah, because, you know, they saw it 16 and 17 when I was in, trying to write the like the chorus for Angel Eyes and, and mm. all the rest of my friends were going out and discovering club culture and stuff like that. They could see that I was trying to write Working. my music. I, 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 was, I was focused on that, you know, because I, I just... That, that that was uh, put it this way I couldn't get an apprenticeship because there was none there anyway because at the tail end when I left school all those shipyards were closed mm. yeah and that was his background and so mm. yeah I do find that amazing but do you look at people kind of now breaking into fame and kind of go if I could call them up and give them advice mm. or do you think in terms like that or well I think it's a lot more experience well a lot of, uh, like for instance the reality programs that come up you know we're saying oh, uh, Britain's got talent or somebody's got talent you know and, and th- th- these are fantastic platforms to to introduce yeah uh, new talent to the world but uh, but it's a, it's a machine and and, and it's been very you know organized in a certain type of way whereas you know for me fame came in drip, uh, or success came in drips and drabs you know so uh, it wasn't uh, and when it did come it would be like very much spending all your life in the basement and then suddenly getting on an express uh, lift and going to the penthouse but not being able to get off at any other floor yeah. to take in life yeah so you, how how people interact with you starts changing because you're the person on the TV or the person on the front cover of a magazine you're still rolling in the same way but People's interaction with you change. Yeah. Because the first protocol is what they may think you are because they saw you on a magazine. Exactly. But we're all caught for the same thing. It's, you know, I I find success a wonderful thing and I find success a humbling thing Mm. because if you can have a longevity in your career, then there's an art to it and you go, okay, it swings and roundabouts. The pendulum swings, you're at the top of the tree, pendulum swings the other way, you're at the bottom of the tree. That's showbiz. So you're in Ireland to promote something. Tell us what exactly it is. Well, I'm here, I'm doing the Three Arena on March the 10th and I'm Amazing. going to do Pop 10 Sold Out in its entirety. I wanted to do that album 
because I'd saw people like David Gray and uh, other artists saying, okay, like you do the album in chronological order the way it was recorded, and, and I wanted to do that. But I wanted to do something a wee bit different with it. I initially started off as a one, just a one show I was going to do mm. in the, the London Palladium with the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra. So we took the songs from Popped and Sold Out and we orchestrated them all. Uh, but paying attention not to lose the essence of what makes it good, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Yeah. So the star, the star of the show as the songs and the, the orchestrations is to embellish them in a way that supports them. And you never lost the memory mm. or the melody because it's so important to people because people have invested so much of their time in these songs and memories that waves that's the way. That's what you're saying. That you love the, when people walk up it. to you and they go, oh, that was our first wedding yeah. song or yeah. that was like they have a memory to yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 you know, I'm a fan of music too and I'll go and see artists and sometimes they'll play the song that I love them for and they'll say, this is a bossa nova version. And I, and, and, and I think to myself... <laughs> You know, I think to myself, no, don't do don't that. Do, no, you're, don't do that. You're, you're messing with my memories. I fell in love to that song or I got married to that song. That's the way that people invest in your music. Yeah. So if you change the goalposts without telling them, mm. you could have an angry audience in your <laughs> hands. Hey, listen, so is it true that you originally wanted to call the album Popped In, Soul, Sold Out? Oot. And Marty, so everyone makes fun of the Canadian accent, but you know who you have to blame for that? The Scots. Yeah. It's true, because we yes. say out and about all the time. Out and about. And that's, about. it came yes. from you guys. Right, because, <laughs> well, I'm, you know, we uh, you know have family in, in Canada and there's a, bit, there's a big connection there, uh, you know, with the pipe bands too and yeah. the tartan and, you know, a lot of my family in the 50s uh, went over there. But you, could, you could either go to New Zealand or Australia or Canada. And so there was a, a, a you know, we have a big connection with Canada. Yeah. And, and especially in Edinburgh with the tattoo and uh, so many people come over from Canada and embrace their clans and their, and their heritage. But and everyone makes fun of us for how we say out and about. <laughs> well, listen to the accent I've got. So you, you, I think you're doing pretty good. Girl, look at me. <laughs> um, tell me this. Where does the phrase no Marty, no party come from? That's, you know, you know one day, you know, I finished my set and, um, you know, you go backstage and, 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 and then I started to hear, no. Marty, no party. And the crowd started to sing that, no Marty, no party. I just think that was the thing. So and somebody started it. So somebody started it. And then, you know, there was a couple of DJs, friends friends of mine in, in Scotland, and they would always, every time I come in the door, they would, have, they would start to sing, no Marty, no party. <laughs> and it just started to, to come with that. And I think it's just a thing the fans uh, uh, do and, uh, or the crowd does. And I find it so endearing. And, 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 and to be... And to be part and to be the catalyst of a party and be able to sing those songs and yeah. people coming out and having a good time. Good day at the office. Yeah, there's a Marty, an Irish Marty called Marty Morrissey, and they say there. What's the phrase again with Marty there's Morrissey? No party like a Marty party. party. So we're gonna so get into. We get Marty and Marty together. <laughs> what happens if we get? What happens if we we get me Marty Whelan and oh, we could have three Martys, a gaggle of Martys. <laughs> Yes! Yeah. <laughs> It'll explode. Ah, but that's oh. how, tell me this, tell me this, is it Marty with an I or Marty with a Y? Yeah, exactly. The I yes. is unique. The I yeah, is unique. Oh, I. So, the clues also, in the accent. <laughs> so, Marty, this is, well, we're wondering if we, we were talking about this and we knew you were coming on the show, if you know sure, this sure. fact. Um, Love is all around, reached number one, of course, 1994. Yeah, yeah. Everywhere in the world, forever, yeah. except for here. Do you remember or do you know the song that kept you off the top spot? A rubber dance. He knew it. He knew it. So he's gonna play it, but he knew it. Well, you know, I, you know what? What an incredible show. Yeah. What an incredible you were okay show. With that. I'm cool as a fan with that. You know, I was knocked off number one with Saturday Night by Wickfield. You know, so let's put it in perspective. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, it's a pleasure. So RT Concert uh, Orchestra, they do incredible work. Of course, love, they're going to be with you. Love them. 
I've always loved orchestras. Mm. I've, I grew up listening to a, a lot of orchestrated music, whether it was Burt Bacharach or, or whether it was Nelson Riddle through my father's record collection, or you know, so mm. very much like and Tony Bennett and Bill Evans. So there was also jazz tinge to the music that I grew up as a kid with. Yeah. It really and influences you, doesn't it? It really does, because your your mum and dad's record collection is your first port of call, because yeah. you've, you've not got two beans to I'm together. very lucky that my dad, well, his taste was not exciting. It was like elevator music, but my mum mm. was really exciting. And I'm really, ex- I was yeah. lucky because she loved like Elvis, Roy Orbison was her favourite, Patsy Klein. I love Roy so Orbison. I love all of that. And that's where Beautiful. my love of Beautiful. music came from. And that's exactly right, because, you know, I, I was lucky enough to meet Roy Orbison. And, no uh, way. And, and, and I remember the first time that I pulled him, his record out from my parents' mm-hmm. record collection and I, and, and I listened to his, his voice and the, it's like nothing it just, else it's like hot butter yeah, you know and it was wonderful else. and then and, and I met him at the San Remo Music Festival it's no often I'm quite a wee private I'm quite shy actually mm. when, I'm, when I'm with other uh, other musicians and stuff yeah. but I had to go up and I said excuse me Mr Robertson uh, thank you very much for your music and he was wearing this most beautiful lariat tie and he just he just Thank you very much, young Aww. man. I was, like, I was so made up. <laughs> and and the, the, the other time that happened when I met Tony Bennett and my ma kept a, a picture of me and Tony Bennett above the television <laughs> until the televisions got too tiny. They were so thin now. She says, where am I going to put my Tony Bennett picture? I said, no, not mammy. So she was excited about that. Aye. Oh my God. So it's going to be all happening, three arena in Dublin on the 10th of March. And I just think it's going to be brilliant. And that's his mother's day. Yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah, there you go. Perfect night out. Oh, aye. Marty, thank you. An absolute pleasure. Thank you for your time this morning. And we've loved having you on the show. Oh, anytime. Please, please come along. Uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed our wee conversation smashing. Yay. Thank you. Listen to your podcast. Yeah, do. (laughs) We pun there. The Shona Project. No, just kidding. Okay, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Weekend breakfast with Alison Curses. Playing the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today.